Hey, this is Brian with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana with the Pop Report with at Midwest Vintage Cards, Josh Adam. This is episode number nine. Josh, how are you doing? It's Sunday afternoon, June 26th. What's up? Talk to me. Doing great. Getting ready for the uh, game six of the Stanley Cup final tonight. And I, I watched that new uh, documentary this afternoon about the uh, Avs and the Red Wings from the 90s. And somebody else told me that I needed to see that. It's good. It's kind of, yeah. It's somebody somebody told me I need to gear up. Is it a 30 for 30? Uh, E60. E60. Okay. Like a two-hour documentary about the 90s, Avs, and Red Wings. Yeah. I um, I don't know what happened. Um, I think I've spent too much time around you, uh, and I'm starting <laughs> to get an affinity for hockey by osmosis or diffusion, whatever the case may be. Uh, you're rubbing off on me. I, um, I I've... I've downloaded on the ps4 from myself and my kids uh, nhl 22 awesome. so we're, we're playing nhl 22 that's how i'm gonna learn the game that's how i first learned the game of hockey back in 1992 yes i'm old as hell uh so uh that game is insane and it looks like you're watching a real game and it's crazy how much video games have changed uh but my my 22 year old son my uh 15 14 year old son and i have started a league so we're each gonna uh we're each gonna get a little more acclimated to hockey and so hopefully i can speak a little bit more intelligently i think it'll take me probably a week to know more about hockey than you know about the modern nba well i have nba i have nba 2k 22 so i learn about you know uh those players on the teams <laughs> those, those basketball players those in their basketball, basketball players who play for those teams in North America. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's great. Um, so this weekend, uh, two things. Number one, I don't know if you can tell if there's a different glow about me. I don't know if you can just tell by looking in my eyes, like if you look deep in my eyes, but I'm a champion. Uh, I became a champion this weekend. I um, I put together a under nine indoor soccer team, super team, basically – you know, it was like I had the under nine Baton Rouge version of LeBron, Kobe, John Morant, Doncic. I put them all together and uh, we ran through the league and uh, and we won the championship on Saturday. I'm the coach and GM and I'm going to be their agent when they go pro. And we won the league. So I'm a champion. I have the trophy at my house. Um, I don't know if you can you tell that. I, do I, I look different? Do I sound different? You do. You yeah. suddenly have a, a, a nice uh, spring in your step, uh, in yeah. your voice. You sound very excited. I'm, I'm very happy for you guys. So as I'm coaching, I'm just yelling basketball stuff at these kids. They're on the soccer field, but I'm talking about, you know, help side defense. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, how to play soccer, but I'm using basketball terms. But it seemed to work. We won it. Maybe it was just because I put the, the right talent out there. It wasn't necessarily the coaching. It was just the, the GM side of it. So, right. so I'm a champion. The second thing is, I don't know in, in, how it is in Chicago. I know y'all have rats, right? In Chicago, everybody's got rats in their house. Like you probably have rats in, in that bedroom right now. No, oh, no. not yet. Not no, you got them out this morning. Yeah. Uh, I was going to throw some stuff out in the recycle bin and, and looked out of my carport last night. Right when carport is like a garage in Louisiana. In Louisiana, okay. we have like garages with no doors. They don't right. have a garage door. It's called a carport. It's kind of sure. like a covered parking, basically, what y'all would call it. We call it carport. So I look out there, right? We've got the light down. There's just a baby raccoon right in the middle of my carport. And it was like an epiphany. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. So my daughter, I was like, get your camera, get your camera. And we videoed this baby raccoon. He was eating some kind of other little creature. Um, and then we kind of videotaped him. We watched him. He ran, you know, he ran off. So that that was just the most exciting thing that's happened to me this weekend, other than becoming a champion. Right. It's, it's yeah. a full weekend. That it's a full good. weekend. Yeah. 
That's right. How about you? What did you do this weekend? Uh, we all had a birthday party for my brother-in-law, and we had uh, these guys come over and make tacos in our backyard, and had tacos, tequila, and uh, horchata, and it was a great time. We still have about 15 pounds of meat left over, so I'll be eating tacos for the whole week, which can't complain. So if you want to come over, you know, we'll have It's called meal prep, meal right? Exactly. And, you and you didn't even have to prep it. Right. Someone else did. It's even better. Yeah. Your week is set. That's fantastic. Um, we're we're going to try to go through two topics today. We're going to talk about the NBA draft, but uh, we got on here before we hit the record button and we realized it's not going to work, right? It would just be me talking and you nodding and telling me how great I am. So we're not going to do that. Um, and we can't talk about hockey because I don't know anything about hockey and we can't talk about vintage baseball. So we're running out of things to talk about. This may be the last episode that we ever filmed. We've got to, we've each got to figure out more stuff to talk about that we have in common. Uh, so let's talk about, I think, uh, the elephant in the room in the hobby lately is just, just everybody's different perspective on the market crashing or the market tanking, or is the market resetting or is the market, you know, kind of the pendulum swinging and getting it back to where it belongs. What's your general feel and vibe? You've been to shows. I haven't even been to shows. Not that that's a huge sample size, but Josh, what do you think? If you had to describe what is happening in the in the car sports card, let's talk about sports cards specifically, including hockey, baseball, football, basketball, whatever. Uh, in the past, let's say, I don't want to say year, I want to say the last ninety days. What is your perspective? What's your experience on cards you've been going after and you've been looking at? Um, well, for Kobe cards, they're pretty. They've gone down a little. I've noticed I could afford more of them, uh, but I don't think it's like I don't share the view of some people that it's crashing i just think that maybe it's resetting because there's still jordan cards that are still going high and getting good prices um i still think two hundred thousand dollars for michael jordan rookie card in the 10 is still a very healthy number um even if one sold for 300 this one sold for 200 there's still people out there dropping two hundred thousand dollars on a basketball card i think that's good for the hobby it shows that people are staying long term but i do think like the commodity cards you know like Rookies that have PSA 10 prism cards that there's like over, you know, a thousand of them in the pop yeah. reports. Um, no relation. Uh, there is, uh, I think people are getting away from that because, because vintage, vintage baseball's strong. I mean, Ruth, Gehrig, Aaron, Cobb, all that stuff is, is still going up. So, I mean, Jordan's going up. I think Kobe will come back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, and, and and no knock on that. If that's what people like to collect, stuff, like, I'm not you know slamming anyone for collecting that stuff. I just think let's, that let's pull it up. Let's talk about it. Like the, when you when you say commodity car, and again, when you talk about the Kobe market dipping a little bit in the car, you're not buying a 1996 tops paper Kobe PSA 10. Uh, no, you're no, you're no. looking for uh, you're looking to post cards on. And this is correct me if I'm wrong. You like me? You're looking to post cards on Instagram where people see the card and they say. WTF is that right? Not not seven PSA ten tops Kobe's or a tops Chrome Kobe PSA ten. You're looking for those those cards that are lurking in the shadows. Those cards that you know maybe it's a refractor nobody's ever seen or an insert from a from a product yeah, that's been something forgotten that come about. Up that often. Right. What's that? Something different, right? Like Z, you know, Sorry. like we were looking at one on on PWCs and like a ZP, you know, just different stuff, right? But this has got to be, I, right. I'm sure you'd agree, that is the ultimate indication and reflection of the definition of a commodity card in the ultra-modern card market. Fair? 
think so. Uh, pop eighteen thousand five twenty two. There's also a zillion BGS nine point five. So that that puts it over twenty thousand. There is over twenty thousand Jim Mint copies of the base Prism PSA ten. Everybody in the hobby would agree. Too many, not enough demand, too much supply, and as demand is diminishing, right, for cards like this, even though he is a transcendent prospect and probably almost no longer a prospect, right, all that's left is what is he going to do? We know who he is, but we now he needs to put it on paper. Uh, so not necessarily the player. It's the pop that's driving this card down because demand is going down for cards like this. At the same time, supply is going drastically up. If we click this little arrow here on card ladder, Josh, in the last four, 14 months, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is an extra 1,800 that have been added to the pop report just in PSA 10. That's so not including PSA 9s, which are another 14,000, Josh. That is, we're pushing 40,000 mint or better copies of that card okay we can all agree base right but it goes further josh it goes further and we're going to keep using Doncic because he's checked every single box for an nba player would you agree with that i mean he's yeah. different right like you you yeah. i wouldn't compare Doncic to john morant i wouldn't compare Doncic to tatum he's he's on another level of those guys i think that's just my personal opinion yeah I think so. page yeah silver right so we're talking about one not one tenth, maybe one eighth of the pop, right? So sure. maybe there's 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 one silver for every eight base PSA ten. Same trend, down twenty five percent over the last three months. If we look at this bloodbath, Josh, over the last year, right there, fifty percent on the nose. This card is worth half what it was worth nine uh, one year ago. Um, that's a scary thought. Now it's one thing for a card that's you know was twelve hundred dollars, but if we go look at two years. Same kind of trouble. If we could go back a little bit further, let's pull up the all-time. <clears throat> Do you realize that this silver card – wait, this is PSA 9. Do you realize that this silver card in PSA 10 once hit $8,000? Oh, yeah. Last year? Yeah. Down 62%. That card hit $8,000, and now you could pick it up for 1900 Is this a temporary reset, right? Is there ever a time where this card makes that run back up? I talked a little bit about this at the end of the last episode when we had Justin at 610 Sports Cards on here, and you yeah. guys said never. This is just never going to be in your wheelhouse. You're never going to make an investment play on this. Uh, is there any number where this card ever comes onto your radar at all? No, because it's not really in my collecting like focus. Yeah. So I would never like buy this card because it doesn't um, fit in any – like check off any boxes for me. It's not yeah. 90s. It's not vintage. It's not um, Jordan or Kobe or, or Frank Thomas. So like, it's not, I just would have to, I just wouldn't buy it. Or you any literally make me feel terrible because I look at cards all the time because I look, I, I love collecting, right? Obviously you love collecting. I love collecting. I love buying those Jordan cards. I don't have and putting those Jordan cards in my collection and amassing as many different types of Jordans with no intention of selling them at any time in the even in the distant future. But man, there's something about just buying low and selling high and doing it in quantity and doing it with cards like this. Like if you could pick these up for fifteen hundred, just thinking to yourself, God, it got to eight thousand. What if it gets back to four thousand one day? What if I buy twelve of these? You know, that's an, that's twenty grand. 
20 grand profit you could flip right into Jordan. You know, you don't ever think like that. How do you resist that temptation? How do you resist the, you know, and I'm not saying this is the card to go buy and this is the right. card to do it on, but you do see bargains out there. I know you do. Yeah. I mean, how do you resist that to buy a duplicate copy? Let's say it's a 90s card. Let's say it's a Kobe card in the 90s. You've already got it. You know what it's worth. You know what the pop is. And you see it on PWCC or Golden and you're like, man, that's way undervalued. I want to pick that up as a duplicate copy and I want to sell it you know, 18 months from now, I know it's going up. You don't ever do that. Oh, that I would do for sure. I mean, that's, that's in my, in my wheelhouse, right. Or in my yeah. lanes. I, I know that stuff. So I can, you know, know now I can think knowledgeably about where I can buy it and where I can sell it at. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then put it into other cards for my, for my collection, which is why I buy and sell stuff anyway, just to fund the collection. Otherwise, you know, wouldn't it take me forever just to buy one card? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's pull up a Kobe then. Let's pull up. A, let's pull up a Kobe. Let's pull up a Kobe rookie from uh, from 1996. And let's not pick up the Chrome or let's pull up. Let's pull up. Legacy show, showcase legacy. They don't have one of those from 96, do they? Mm -hmm. What about I'm trying to these are all commodity cards. I'm looking to get away from commodity cards. Here's an example. <clears throat> That's a. I mean, you, would, you wouldn't call that a commodity card. I know it's not the rarest card in the world, but Pop 142 isn't exactly a lot, right? And that's a PSA 10. That's a lucky 13. So that's a Fleer lucky 13. That's what I guess they would consider an insert rookie card, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that card's down 41% over the last one year. Uh, Kobe Bryant hasn't, you know, on the court, obviously, rest in peace, done anything to change, you know, his legacy or his resume or his historical rankings or anything like that. If we look at the card over the last two years, it's <laughs> hundred percent. So yeah. you've seen this card, Josh, go from four ninety one up to eight thousand three hundred dollars and back down to twenty nine fifty. Like that makes crypto look like a really stable investment. Uh, right. I, I picked a great card here. What is it about this card? Like, uh, I mean, is this a card that you would pick up multiple copies of if you thought you could pick it up for two thousand, or do you, you think that this card's had its run? These types of cards have just had the run; it'll never happen again. I think I think there's not going to happen again. It's just like that Star Quest 2000 that went for big dough in ten and settled back down. Star date. Star date. Star date. Sorry. Star yeah. date. Yeah. I don't. I passed on that one too. That's uh. That I was think it's had its day. It's just Star Quest. Look I'm, at that. Now yeah. look. We were talking a little bit about this off air. There's some. Uh, what what would we say in Louisiana? Some voodoo going on here, but you would say some monkey business, some hijinks. Hijinks. This card, okay, let me just take you through a three month on this card. This is three months. 10750 39000 It's crazy. Hold on. It gets crazier. 15 days later, 20000 Half. Hold on. It's going to get worse. Three days later, 43410 Remember that. Hold on. We're not done yet. Yeah. Two weeks, three weeks later, back to 23,000 and then let the drop off begin. That is some BS right there, right? That's not, I, I get it. That looks kind of like what a lot of cards did over that two year period, mm -hmm. but no card did up, down, up, down, up, down, just like that. Something yeah. was going on there. I'm not buying that. Um, and these are the kind of cards where you gotta be really careful with a pop 93. There's just not that many of them out there. We were kind of talking about this before we got on air. You got to be really careful what you're using as comps. And that's where, yeah. you know, card ladder is extremely helpful. Um, but 
it, it's unrealistic to expect that crew to vet every single card, especially this card. It might be one thing to confirm payment was made on a $400,000 sale on a Kobe red PMG. Sure. You know, we know if that was paid for or not. I'm just telling you, this is not possible. Like I, I get, I love the card ladder folks. There's no way those are vetted sales. I, I don't, I don't, there's just no way like cards don't go up, down, up, down, up, down like that up double half, double half, double half. So uh, you got to be real careful what you're using as comps on uh, on cards from uh, from from auctions, uh, and that includes all auction houses: PWCC, Golden Heritage, Robert Edwards, uh, you know, Mile High, all of them. Um, so uh, you know, so you think this market crescendoed over, let's say, 15 months ago, 17, 18 months ago? You don't think we'll ever see that again? You don't think there's any chance we could see that if Fanatics checks all the boxes and? and really does it right in this transition, Josh, you don't think we could see a surge in demand when you get, um, you know, LeBron James on a TV commercial at halftime of the NBA finals, holding up one of his, you know, packs of uh, 2025 tops Chrome and says, Hey, go get my gold refractor out of this, you know, pack. It just sold for blah, blah, blah. You don't think this could go super crazy, nuts on mainstream, even beyond anything we've seen. I mean, I guess it could, but then the supply, I have to imagine the supply is going to be through the roof, that they're just going to be just cranking it out. There's going to be so yeah. many of them. So I don't know if it'll affect these kind of cards, though. Too, well, I know, but that the question is, will it affect this card? Will, so. will, will the entrance, will the influx of new participants, let's say there is a huge influx of new participants when Fanatics takes over and that transition is seamless. Let's say they just hit it out of the park. All these newbies come into the hobby, right? Just like they did uh, over the last, you know, well, not now, but but two years ago, let's say, a year and a half ago. Um, and they're buying all the ultra modern stuff because they don't know any better. They're going to buy what they're told. They're going to buy what's listed on a top 10 cards to buy, blah, blah, blah. They're going to they're gonna pay for investment advice. All the stuff that we saw happen over the last, you know, 36 months. Uh, you don't think that those people eventually do educate themselves and turn their sites back and look at this stuff? Because I've got news for you. That's what happened with me. I came back in in 2016. I hadn't, I don't know a damn thing about 90s cars. I didn't know anything. I was simply buying to make money and I was buying Giannis and I was buying Fox and Ben Simmons and those, you know, Jalen Brown. I just wanted to flip cards and make buku money. And I was doing that and it was easy money. But at some point it got boring. And that's when I was, I started to educate myself. I started to see pictures on Instagram, Josh. I started to see pages like yours and I started to see cards. And I started to say, what is that? I want that. I'm tired of posting four 86 Fleer Jordan rookie cards. I want that Jordan card that's worth more than all four of those combined. You don't think that that evolution and that education of new entrants in the hobby is inevitable? And I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying it's a large enough percentage to affect the price of cards from 1996, like this Kobe card. I think definitely people come in. I think you're right. They come in and they learn about different cards, different issues, different different. Um, decades of collecting and i think it does affect in terms of people coming in to buy but i don't think it, it would have that much of an effect to jump to bump this card from nine grand back to 20. like i don't think it would double the price yeah so i think at some point they like find a level and then it just doesn't like doesn't always go up right it doesn't always always go up it kind of like levels out somewhere and that's what happened honestly to a lot of cars in by 2019 right like babe ruth uh example would be a 33 gaudi ruth in one the yellow card uh, number fifty three. You could buy and sell for a thousand bucks. You know, I was I was buying them at the national for eight hundred, selling them for a thousand like the same day. And now now look what it's at. 
Yeah, right here. I mean, that, kind of, that, that 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 blew up, and I always kind of thought it would just because. But it's a very. I mean, there's a lot of those cards out there. They made a lot of. Gaudi made a lot of cards. Here, look at this. This is a perfect example. This is not a low pop card, nope. especially if you consider the fact that there's probably thousands higher than a PSA one. Thousands, right? I'm right. assuming, right? Let's, yeah, let's say, you know, if we go and look at two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, there's not gonna be a lot of nines, but there's probably over a thousand. I'm guessing. I'm totally guessing, oh, right? For sure. Right. Easily. Let's say there's two thousand. That's not a low pop card. There's tons rated higher. Look at what this card's in a market that is quote unquote crashing. Right. Look what this card's done over the last year during that crash. That's it. It is on the number, Josh. Exactly on the number. And and you know, again, not all PSA ones are the same, right? Not all PSA tens are the same. Uh, but there's enough of a sample right. size, 14 sales over the last year, uh, that we've seen some highs, we've seen some lows. But look where this card settled. It's settled right at you know sixty five hundred, seven thousand dollars, whatever, something like that. Um, right. Is vintage is vintage a good long term buy? Like. You know, people are like, Vince is long-term buy. We've got seven, you know, for this this card, for instance, that's 90 years of history, Josh, 89 years of history, right? We have 89 years of looking at this card going up, maybe not year over year, every single right. year, but damn near it, right? It's just like the stock market buying a blue chip stock, right? Right. Not every single year is the, is the stock worth more than the year before, but generally speaking, it's a steadily growing, increasing value card. Do you have any concern about... Uh, and Babe Ruth may be a bad example because if we asked, you know, a random, you know, person in Africa to name a baseball player, most of them would name Babe Ruth, right? Yeah. Uh, but they probably wouldn't name Lou Gehrig uh, or right. George Mikan. You know what I'm saying? Like for right. basketball. Um, is there a concern that maybe the younger generations, and we've been through some generations, but like this new ultra modern collector generation just doesn't desire it because they never saw them and they never heard about them. Um, is that a concern for that? That's always been my one concern for vintage is I love Will Chamberlain, but I'm old as dirt. I'm 48 years old, man. Uh, a kid that's 23 years old, very, you know, a smaller percentage of each generation gives a damn about Will Chamberlain. Is that fair? I don't know because so for Ruth, he's been dead for a long, since 1946 and we're still talking about him and my dad never saw him play, you know, uh, and you know, I didn't, and my kids didn't. So there's still three generations who didn't see him play that still know who he is, and that card still sells. Like, I'd be interested to know who bought that card, right? Like, what's that demographic of people buying that card? Yeah. If you could spend six grand on that or six grand on, like, whatever ended last night in Golden on one of those, you know, RPAs or something, which is, yeah. and that's a good point, too, though. Like, a lot of the younger guys who are in the hobby or on Instagram, social media, and they, go to shows every week and like, why would I want to buy a guy who I don't even, who's dead? I never even saw him play. Well, I have no zero connection to that person. Um, and if you're not into, I think, I think what it comes down to, if you like baseball, I think more than any other sport, there's a connection to the history of baseball because yes. Otani's doing. And when they, Otani had seven RBIs in a game this week. And like, literally I saw 10 different Instagram posts and the picture was Otani and Ruth next to each other. Because Ruth had eight RBIs in a game, and they're like comparing the two, especially yeah. since Otani's a pitcher also. So Ruth's never going away because baseball, I think, is always tied to like the history and the players that came before everyone else, and like records and you know most home runs, most you know highest average, most RBIs. So I think there's staying power in people like Ruth, even Ty Cobb, 
people like that. Willie Mays. I think long term, people always remember those people. Do you think it transcends sports? Do you, every single word that just came out of your mouth, do you think that also applies to basketball, football, tennis, golf, soccer? Do you think it applies exactly the same way or is basketball different because it was first, right? It was first. I mean, Baseball? again, there's some old ass soccer cards and old ass golf cards, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as what America or what the world collected, baseball was, you know, First. king by a landslide, right? Is that does that make baseball different or is everything you just said apply to basketball as well? Like, like, for instance, LeBron James is going to be approaching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's records. Right. So whose name is going to come up a million, zillion, billion times in Google searches? Do you think that's why those guys and those names will live on forever? Steph Curry is now, the question is, is he a top 10 player? Here we go. We're about to start talking about Bird, Magic, Shaq, Olajuwon, Wilt, Russell, uh, you know, Oscar. It, is that why these guys will uh, transcend and, and kind of live in the collecting, you know, genre forever? I think so. I think so. Yeah, especially people like Wilt and Kareem, and especially since they have these, you know, these 30 for 30s on TV, on ESPN all the time. Like they had the uh, Celtics Lakers uh, thing today, the 30 for 30 Celtics Lakers, which is yeah. it's awesome. Awesome. And uh, I watched all that again. You're our age for sure. I mean, for, right. I, mean, dude, I don't remember yeah. the 80s. 87 final. I remember the yeah. uh, I remember the 88 final because I was rooting against the Pistons. Um, was, yeah. All right. No one likes the Pistons. So, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. It, those the history of the players. If you like the sport, I think you gen, you generally were are interested in the history somewhat. I don't think yeah. you're just only there to collect the the new rookies. I think you're generally interested in the game itself because you like. Do the you game. do you worry? Um, I mean, it's not your money, but but do you worry about how it would affect the health and staying power of the hobby that there's millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars being spent on? And I'm going to get a little bit out of my lane here. Um, and, and it's the same for basketball. Uh, absolute pure prospects in football. And I'm not talking about even Mahomes. I'm talking about more, even more of a prospect than that. I'm talking – Guys with no rings right now: Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Um, keep give me some more. Uh, Kyler Mac, Murray, Mac Earl, Jones, Mac Jones. All these guys. Guess what? If you go back and you take you know fifteen year careers, there's only not all those guys can be the next Montana. Not all those guys can be the next Steve Young. Not all those guys can – none of those guys are going to be Brady. We know that. Um, you know, I don't think. Uh, but a lot of those guys are not just going to not hit the numbers of the all-time top ten greats. They're not going to hit any numbers, Josh. They're going to be Mitch Richmond. They're going to be um, Jose Canseco. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With no hardware, to nothing to show for it, and – Nothing. I mean, those are cards that can go from untouch. They're untouchable right now. I mean, I can't even look at cards for some of these yeah. quarterback RPAs. They could be literally damn near worthless if they don't do anything, right? right. Only one of those guys is going to emerge as the transcendent generational quarterback. Maybe two, maybe none. Right. Is it crazy to think that Mahomes never wins another Super Bowl? I mean, no. I just named eight other quarterbacks who are pretty damn good, you know? It's hard to win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, Marino win. Right, exactly. 
with two all-pro receivers and, and one of the greatest coaches of all time. That's my point, and, and, and that definitely transcends sports. You know, it doesn't matter as much in baseball for some reason, and we talked about that. But, but in basketball and football, you better put those rings on your fingers if you want those cards to retain that value. What if Giannis never wins another one? You know, guys like that. I mean, Giannis is like, he ain't going anywhere. He's he's the real deal. What if they never win one? What if Doncic never wins one? What if he's Marino? What happens to the Doncic $900,000 card if he's Dan Marino? I can't see someone paying $900,000 for it again if he ends up being Dan Marino. Dan Marino's cards are not that expensive, right? And there's only how many rookie cards? One. That's I mean, it. Eight, eight million of them, but there's only one, you know, one. One. Right. And that's the beauty of vintage, Josh, is that, right. you know, vintage supporters like yourself and, and me, too. I'm not, you know, no. I collect 90 stuff. Right. Where there's at that point. Yeah, there's one. Sometimes there's 21. Uh, but if you if you're talking true vintage, like 1980 and before in very rare situations, is there more than one rookie card? It, it exists, right. but it's very, very rare. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's the tail of the tape, man. I think that is one primary reason why vintage cards are going to last. But that's not Roos' rookie. No. Right? Well, his rookies, I mean, forget getting his rookie cards. Wait. <laughs> 1914 Baltimore News is considered his true rookie. Yeah. And a sporting news card that came out in, like, I think I want to say 15 or 16. And, I mean, forget about it. it just, one just sold a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I think a lot. It was. I think it was over a quarter mil. I don't know. It's fascinating. Um I don't know. It's a fascinating, and this is kind of what we're getting towards. You know, it's, it's a fascinating decision that we make on a daily basis. And you, your decision's been made. I know where you're going uh, between collecting and investing. And I wrestle with that every single morning when I wake up and I click Card Ladder and I click eBay and I click uh, PWCC or I look at golden auctions. I am always, and I think most of the hobby is more similar to me than it is to you. And I think, and I'm, I'm nervous about this, but I think most of the people that are like me are more investor than even I am. And I think about price point and low, high on every single card I buy, even the Jordans that I have no intention of ever selling. I still look at comps, you know, I still, am I willing to overpay? In fact, I'll tell you this, I was riding home from my daughter's soccer game yesterday um, from uh, Jackson, Mississippi, right? We're on our way back from an ass whipping. Uh, and we're in the car. My dad's driving because he likes to watch his grandkids play sports. Uh, my daughter's in the back doing her thing, you know, texting everybody on Instagram. I'm in the front and you know what I'm doing, right? I'm in the front. I'm going through social media. W what did I get? I got it in our Jordan group chat. We see a picture and this is why I love our group. We see a picture and all it is is a picture of a Jordan uh, 96 Bowman's Best on a roll atomic refractor PSA 10 Pop 22, Jordan front, Olajuwon back. It's a card that I've been looking for for a very long time. And uh, one of our good friends posted it in, in the Instagram story that it was on. I go straight there. I look up the comps. The card's probably worth, I'm going to say the card's probably worth about 50, anywhere from 5,200 to let's say 5,600 in PSA 10 condition, right? Mm -hmm. I messaged the guy. The guy's asking 6.2. And I'm like, man, look, can you get me down to like 5,250? You know, I'd figure I'd throw something out there. I said, first, I said, is the card available? He's a very reputable seller. So no issues with yeah. betting or anything like that. And he's like, man, I can't do it. I'd rather just hold on to the card. I can do six. And I was like, look, let's split the difference, man. Meet me at 5,700. Let's get this deal done. I'm excited. I'm going to get a deal done while I'm sitting in the car, you know. Uh, he's like, no, I can't do it. I got to do it at six. So then I have a decision to make, right? This is about 600, 700 over comps. That's about mm – -hmm. 
18 percent, 20, 25, 20, 18 to 15 to 20 percent over comps. But it's a card that's a pop 22. I might not see it in a while. And I'm flush with cash because I've been selling a bunch of crap. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to let five hundred dollars keep me from getting this this atomic refractor. It's PSA 10. Just give it to me. So I reach back out and I'm like, you win. I was like, I had to try. You know, guy was real funny about it. Real nice. And he, he actually ended up working for PWCC. He said, hey. I'm going to deliver this card to your vault on Monday. It'll be in your vault uploaded. I was like, oh, oh shit, that's a, that's that's a win. I didn't know that. Uh, so, uh, so I paid over comps for a card that I'm looking to keep in my, in my collection. So that's, that's an example of where the collector side of me uh, beat down the investor side of me. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't right. worried about it. It's going to take me a year, a year and a half, two years, three years to get that 20% back, but I'm not selling it anyway in, in a year, a year and a half, two years. So what's what's the big deal? You ever do stuff like that? I know you do. All the time. If I yeah. want it, I'm like, all right, I'll just buy it. Because it's also worth, for me, it's worth paying a little more to stop looking for it. I just want it. 100%. And if I yes. can get it and I just want it and it's, I, I consider all this disposable income. And I'm like, you know what? I'll buy it. I have it. I'm happy that I have it. As somebody with multiple kids, uh, a wife. Uh, at least one business going on two. you're an attorney. I mean, you got a million things. You got to eat tacos all week. You know, all these things that you got to do. Time is money, man. So, and especially if you're in your late forties, right? So a kid, a kid that's 24 or 26, let's say a 26 year old dentist, right? A, a new dentist who's 26 years old. He ain't going to give in right there. He's going to be like, I'll wait this out. I'm going to go, I'm going to go research. And I've got all this time. I'll spend eight hours tomorrow. I'll find a better deal. The collector side of me, uh, this old person, this 48 year old dude said, what, why am I going to freaking hassle over 500 extra bucks? Buy the right. card, put it in your collection. This is a card that you've been looking for, for years. Right. Let's take it. You know, if it was pop 180, I don't make that decision. I'm like, nah, you're good, man. You know, yeah, you can find it. Right. But then again, if it's an intelligent seller and it's pop 180, he probably would have met me at my number. You know, he knew it was pop 22. Right. He knew there's not another one available. He knew you, you can't just go click buy it now on that kind of card. So, sure. uh, but it worked out, you know, and I was happy to pay a little bit of a premium. So that's an example of, I feel like I've got two little creatures on my shoulder. One is collector, you know, angel uh, or actually collector demon and then right. investor angel who's right. saying, no, buy low, buy low. And this guy's like, the damn what the price is. Just get the damn card. You know, you're not going to sell it anyway. Just get it and ride it out, you know? So uh, that's funny. I think there's a lot of people out there that probably have that same type of internal conflict between investor and collector, uh, just depending on what their time frame is. But uh, but guys like you and me, I think our window for cards and how long we anticipate having them in our collection is significantly longer than, than the new people that came into the hobby probably since 2018. Wouldn't you agree? I think so. Just different perspectives. I think it changes over time too, you know? Um... As you go from like, oh, I'm going to flip all these new cards into like, oh, this one's pretty cool. I'll keep this one. And then it, I mean, perspectives change as you get older too. Like when you're in your late teens to your 20s, to your 30s, to your 40s. How many slabs do you own? A couple this hundred. This is unscripted. This is unscripted. I know I didn't, I didn't give you a warning. I'm just curious. Like just general approximation. How many slabs uh, do you own in your collection? A couple hundred. Then I have a couple hundred raw. So, you know, I've been. No, dude, a couple. That's. Yeah, that's bullshit. No, you don't I have a couple hundred slabs. You have sets. You have graded sets. Well, I mean, the sets are partially graded. I have a lot of like some of those sets are raw. So okay, like okay. The forty-eight leaf. The forty-eight leafs are uh, most of them are graded. There's only, there's only like fifty-two in that set, so it's not that many. Oh, I don't. Know. I'm thinking like I'm thinking all those old baseball sets are like five hundred, six hundred. Like the top oh. sets aren't those like huge sets? 
like the mid sixties and fifties sets are all like five, six hundred cards, but I don't yeah. have those. Okay. Okay. I've been like honestly for the past five years, I've been scaling down to like I just my mentality is if you can find it on eBay, I don't really want it. I want to yeah. find hard to find stuff that maybe comes up once in a once a year or two. And and frankly, if a dentist has it, I'll just pay his price and keep going because I just don't mess with them. Yeah. If they have it. Take here, name your price. I'll pay for it. It's fine. I'll meet you. Meet him. Have lunch and pick the card up and go home. Not get your teeth cleaned or flossed and then go home, and you'll pay for lunch. Um, <laughs> that's just yeah. the way of a dentist. God, I'm too old to go back to dental school. I should have gone to dental school. I tell you. Yeah, it's hard on your back, from what I've heard. You know, all my brother-in-laws are dentists, but their collections are crap. They don't have really? any. Really? Yeah. Have you ever met a dentist that didn't have like a multi-million-dollar collection? No. No, me neither. No. <laughs> That is a clip right there for Instagram, right? right. <laughs> have you ever met a dentist that doesn't have a PMG Red? No, of course not. No, they all do. They don't exist. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, all right. Well, that's that's kind of our chat. So you think market has peaked uh, unorganically uh, in first quarter of 2021. Yeah. The market is in the process of resetting. We're not going to call it a crash because when the cards come back, Again, it depends on the card you're talking about. But when these cards finally do, the dust settles and these cards get back to a stability level and a floor, you think that floor is going to be higher than when this run started in 2018. I do. I, um, I mean, it's higher right now than, I mean, go back and look at this goofy, stupid Doncic card. Yeah. Look Nuts. at the all time. It's Nuts. It's up 151%, Josh. I mean, this card right now, after going down a bazillion dollars, is worth more than it was worth in April of 2020. Yeah. You know, that's and that's after a crash. So, uh, again, it, of course, it might not be done going down. Let's look at the last three months of that Doncic card. It's still going down. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where the bottom is. But that's a that's an extreme example of the, the silver Doncic and the base Doncic. I think that's an extreme example. Um, I like – this time period. I'll be honest with you, Josh, when I wake up in the morning right now, uh, and this is coming from somebody whose net worth is half of what it was about a year ago. I'll, I'll just tell the world. I'm going to tell you what my net worth is, but I'll tell you my assets are about half what they were a year ago. Right. Okay. And I think I'm probably in the same boat as many Americans. And I was less invested in crypto than the average person my age. I was less invested in the market than the average person. But a lot of us Americans are taking a beating when it comes to those type of investments. And now we're taking a beating in the stuff that we love the most, which is cards. Um, I've never been this excited to do this. I don't know what it is. I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff that I can afford now that I plan on buying and the stuff I still can't, that it's still going way too high. I think yeah. there's an underlying theme here too, though. It's like these people were buying cards and like if a guy had a good game, let's say football on a Sunday, you sell the card for double what you paid for it on Saturday. Cause you'd see all those Instagram posts where like, I have to cancel the, the sale or, I, you know, my kid hit, you know, if the guy had a bad game, I think. My kid hit by now. Right, right, right. Yeah, my cousin, my cousin, my little cousin. <laughs> my little yeah. cousin hit by mistake. I don't know what happened. Yeah. And people, I think, were in thinking that they were expecting to make a profit. And you're not really entitled to make a profit on anything, let alone cards. And I think there has to be a recognition of that coming, you know, back to reality, I think, when we're back to, like, post-COVID stuff. And I think that you know, cards to make money in cards is actually pretty hard. You yeah. know, you got to love it though. I, Josh, I, I absolutely love this time in the hobby. And I know it sounds like I'm blowing rainbows up people's ass and I'm just like spewing cliche. 
I am telling you, when I wake up in the morning, I have never been more excited to be a collector in the sports car hobby than I am right now. I'm not kidding. Like this is more fun than making 12X on buy raw grade flip crap in 2019 and 2020. Right. It's more fun right now finding niche cards that are down. I love going to PWCC. I like going to Card Ladder. I like going to Jordan and I like going to LeBron and Shaq. And then I like sorting by which cards in PSA 10 or BGS 9.5 have gone down the highest percentage, have gone down the most in the last 12 months. Absolutely. And then kind of really looking closely at do I have that card? Do I want that card? How much has it gone down? Why did it go down? What were the subs? You know, and getting real deep and, and nasty into it and then identifying a card to go after and then snatching that card for one half of what it was worth a year ago. I love it. Yeah, I I was able to do that in uh, Golden a couple weeks ago and uh, past two Golden auctions. And What'd you get? Uh, I got a, a Kobe Super uh, Super Kobe Rave out of three ninety nine, and then yeah. that uh, Flitter sixty one. I thought went for cheap. Yes, yeah, I like that card. You showed that card. The Rave number three ninety nine is that the Superman or the yeah, other Superman? Superman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just picked that one up for Jordan uh, not long ago, and I paid way too much. This I, I paid what I paid before the peak. Um, I mean, uh, before this little recent, you know, 120 right. day deal, I actually bought it on Super Bowl Sunday. I think I talked about, oh, nice. um, yeah, I bought it from a private dealer, um, sitting in the church parking lot right before I went into church. So, uh, cool. <laughs> it worked out. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's, that's the market tanking. I think we've got a good idea of what our thoughts are on that. Um, you know, you know, for a while there, Josh, people were like, well, the market's not tanking. It's only tanking on base prism. Uh, everything, all the high-end stuff is going to the moon. Um, the, yeah. that, that's not true. Some high-end stuff is still setting weird records. For instance, that Jordan PMG um, last night on Golden. I think the BGS 7 sold for 450 with the buyer's premium. Huge. That shocked me a bunch. I, I have a copy of that card um, in a higher grade, actually. But the card's about comparable to the 7. Like, we've looked at them. I'm like, man. That seven nice kind of looks better than my eight. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Hopefully nobody who ever tries to buy that looks at this video and listens to that, but it does. The seven looked really good compared to my eight. <laughs> uh, mine probably overgraded a little bit, but uh, you know, a bunch of people were messaging me. What do you think it's going to go for? What do you think it's going to go for? And I was like, man, I think it's going to go for probably two, two, two fifty, two seventy, something like that. It's a down market. You know, if it's down 25%, kind of like everything else, probably two, two forty, two fifty. Yeah, and man, when I saw that final price, I was like, what the hell? It's and crazy. what's funny is, all right, obviously, that's a high-end card. The Tim Duncan PMG, a friend of mine picked that one up, right? I think it was a PSA 5, maybe PSA 6. That's his rookie card. Yeah. The last BGS 8, I think, sold for 80-something thousand. He picked it up for 42,000. He picked it up for half price. That's a Tim Duncan PMG red rookie card, man. So it's not... There's no rhyme or reason to what the heck we're seeing here. Some cards are just going for bananas. Right? I mean, we saw how many Jordan cards have we seen in the last, you know, 30 days, like the jambalaya we just talked about. Yeah. You know, a good friend of ours picked up the jambalaya for peanut. Well, I say peanut. Peanuts compared to the last comp, right. you know, with the PMG Reds setting records, the jambalaya selling for half, you know, uh, and the, the Raves, you know, setting records, and then the Rubies is selling for half. It, it doesn't make sense. Um, there's a lot of, uh, uncertainty right now in the market, but honestly, I think that makes the market ripe for people like you and me who are mm -hmm. looking for these niche type Jordan cards that you don't see every day. And there's more than just us two out there doing this, right? Oh, this is not, it's not yeah. like they're just, you know, 
you know, it's not like throwing darts at the balloons at the state fair. There's other people throwing the darts trying to hit it first, right? For and you're sure. With other people, but if they're there, man, there's moves to be made on big cards uh, where there could be huge margins if you play your cards right, no pun intended, and you're willing to extend the scope of your investment, right? And I'm, you know, coming from an investor standpoint, you're like if you're willing to look at the five-year window of growth instead of the four-week window of growth, like we've become so, so accustomed to. For sure. Um, I think that's really what this is, is as this market resets, it's adjusting uh, from an investor, you know, for, for those investors watching this video, it's adjusting the uh, the term of your hold, right? If you want to sure. buy low, sell high, you might just be selling high here off the screen instead of here, you know, six weeks later, you know, right. and that goes for ultra modern prospects and Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, you know, Wilt, Mike and Ruth, whatever. Um, Anyway, all right, enough of that. So real quick, we're at the 45 minute mark. I wanted to talk about this because you said something to me and I called BS on it. You said, let me just make a statement. You give me your thoughts on it. There's a price for everything. There's a price for every card in your collection if I offer the right number. Yes or no? Yeah. Oh, now you say yes. Well, I mean, like, there's a price for everything, but there's a two different two different conversations there's definitely a price for everything everything's got a price you have to i think everyone's got to acknowledge that i think if you say there isn't i think it's not realistic okay right it's not explain, real. explain, explain it then but then like when i buy a card if i buy a card in my collection i don't even look to see what the price is anymore i don't follow it like i bought it yeah can i give you an example yeah yeah that's exactly what i'm looking for yeah give me an example because i i want to i want to tap i want to tap on the on the window here and see if i can break it because i you know, as much as I pride myself on being, you know, 70 collector, 30 investor, I think all the people out there that say some cards are not for sale, I think they're full of it. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call BS on a lot of people out there that, that are looking down on you know those investors, uh, even partial investors like myself. I'm gonna call BS on it. I'm gonna say no, there is a price for everything. I think there is. If someone offers you a crazy number for a card and you don't take it, you're stupid. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's just the reality of things. So, like examples is I bought this April 2020. I have no idea what it goes for now. It's a profile three Jordan, one of my favorite cards ever, and I really just wanted it, and I bought it, and I stopped looking at prices. Uh, what if I offered you 150 percent what you paid for that profiles right now on this on this video? Would you sell it to me? No. Nah. Would you first go look to see if there was another one available on eBay? Buy it now. For 125%? If there was one, even even maybe of a lower grade, yeah, then it probably would. If I could get another one to replace it, then yes. Okay. So at some point, investor logic does permeate true collector perspective. You know what? That's a good point. You're right. Yeah. Because if I could still replace it, then yes, I would I would sell it. But if I can't yeah. replace it right now, I don't like if it was like I think I'd pay like I paid nine for this. Okay. Let's say you paid nine. Let's say I offered you 15, but you couldn't go replace that card right now. You would say, say no. I wouldn't sell it. Okay. But there's a number for everything. What if I said 19? Nah. I mean, what if I, 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 I 24. Triple your money. Oh, 27. Triple your money. Here's 18,000 profit in six months. So this is going to sound really weird. Not weird, but like if you don't really need it, the dough. And it's like, well, I don't really need the don't really need the cash right now, and I can't replace this. What's the cash going to do? What am I going to do with the cash? Yep, you're playing the game. You're going to go put it back into other cards. You're going right. to go put that money into another a twenty seven thousand Jordan card. 
but it wouldn't be this one though. It wouldn't be this car that I've been chasing for twenty. It might years. one day. You you don't want to wait. I don't want to exactly. I'm totally impatient. I don't want to. Wait. <laughs> okay, now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. I'm kind of like you too. I'm kind of like you too. And I like this car too. I bought a I bought a Kobe Bam from a really good friend on Instagram, and uh, it's eight eight and a half, which is fine. You know, out of two hundred and fifty, I love this car. Um, Speaking of, there's a Jordan. I know. Shh, don't tell anybody. Dude, sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm giving the people what they want. It's a uh, it's a PSA six. Yeah. Does that worry you? You care? No, I don't care what the grade on that card is. Number to two hundred and fifty. You don't care. No. Instead, See, I won't I, touch it. I prefer the lower grade because I could probably afford it more. Build your collection quicker and broader that way, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need the higher grade. I mean, that looks fine to me. Like, if there was, like, a hole in it or, like, the corners were really white and it was, like, creased and stuff, obviously I, I would pass on it. But It's the top right corner. I mean, I don't know if you can see on your screen. It's the yeah, top right corner, clearly, um, yeah. you know, which is what gives it a six. If that's the only blemish, that's pretty harsh. Um, and, again, yeah. I've not looked super close at it, but that's the difference between you and me. I won't touch that. If it's a PMG, you know, PSA 6, where that's kind of the standard, right. yes, of course, of course, I would buy a PSA 6 Jordan PMG green or, or red, right, if I had that kind of cash. Right. Uh, but on a card like this, where, like, the expected standard grade is probably an 8, okay, uh, that's kind of where I draw the line. Um, and that's where you and me maybe, you know, maybe a little different. There Basically, what I'm saying is, you know, I'm aristocratic, and you're kind of uh, slumming in the sewers. I am. More of a yeah. lower, yeah, lower end guy, but yeah. like lower end guy, the guy who has a couple hundred slabs is the lower end. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got fifty billion slabs. I got like nine hundred Kevin Porter slabs worth twelve to fourteen dollars over here off screen. Uh, yeah, you know I'm kidding about that. Well, there's a, there is foil on that on that band. There's like a foil overlay, and it's really those corners yeah. are doing really easily. Yeah, like I'm surprised yeah. it's got an eight and a half. Looking at it now, it, I'm like, oh, and look, look, it's serial number two fifty. Yeah. Probably 180 of them have been pulled. The other 70 are destroyed, lost, eaten by you know baby raccoon, whatever. Uh, they're gone. <laughs> what do you think of that Curry? Just that it's up here. What do you think of that Curry rookie? It means absolutely nothing to me. I hate that card. I hate it. I, I don't. I do. I've become desensitized. The the only like there's there's two commodity base cards that mean something to me. All right, I say commodity. The 1980 Tops Magic and Bird, and the 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan only in a PSA 10, and and people pe most people would disagree with me on that card. They don't they don't like that card at all. Those are the only two like true com you know base cards that I give a damn about. I don't want that Curry card. I could care less. I've seen it 50,000 times. Just like I've seen the stupid Jordan 57 Fleer a billion times. I'm tired of seeing it. And I used to be one of those guys. They would post pictures of 12 of them because that was the investor right. side of me coming out. That was the thing, right? Look, right. I've got 100 Topps Chrome LeBron rookies. You know, here's a picture of my whole floor covered with LeBron. I was that dude. And I've kind of um, evolved, I think, evolved in a positive way to where yeah, I don't, I don't care to see those cards anymore. I want to see somebody post, you know, some random, creepy Skybox Thunder insert, uh, you know, uh, Antonio McDyess PSA 10 card more than I want to see that stupid Curry card right there. And this guy, he's just wearing a white shirt. It's like a, it's boring. It's almost like it's not licensed. Right. 
Right. This is a born. Is that a, what, what is I really that like like a is, Davidson shirt? Well, yeah, I don't know. I like uh, the 48 Bowman re, re uh, retro card where it's like he's looking up and it's yep. numbered out of 1949. Boom. That one right here. Yep. There's one out of, I think, one out of 2007 and one out of 19. The blue board is out of 1948, uh, which I, yeah. I want to get one of those. Actually, I think it'd be cool, but not it's right different. now. It's different. It's serial numbered. That is that that takes it, and I know it's a high serial number. Don't get me wrong, right? It's not SSP. Right. But it's that, high. Josh, that takes it into a whole different category. I'm with you. Like this Jordan card right here, I just, I've seen it so much. I'm so desensitized, and I love the card. I think it's the mm -hmm. most iconic card. I'm just tired of seeing it, man. I'm just tired of seeing it. Like the mantle, 52 mantle. Mm, I get it. Like, I get it. But I I'm mean, sick like, of that I've seen it so many times. I'm just tired of seeing the damn card, man. I don't know what it is about that. And would I want one? Yes, of course I'd want one. Do I know how expensive it is? Yes, I get it. I just don't care. You know, I just don't care about that card. Yeah. Um, I used to go I, back and forth on that card. Yeah, that's just where I am, you know, kind of right now. E even the Giannis 2013. I mean, I've got a Prism Rookie Rainbow that I'm collecting, um, mm -hmm. but I'm tired of seeing the base card. I'm even tired of seeing the silver and the silver autograph card, to be quite honest with you. I'm just tired yeah. of it, man. You know, um, I, I don't know. I think that's evolution. I think that's growing right. as a collector. In, in, you know, I, you've been in this a lot longer. You've, you've gone through this transition long ago. Yeah. I am in the process of going through it. What I truly, what I truly value and identifying what I truly care about in this hobby, you know? And that's what's great is that there's something for everybody. Yes. Literally, you can find your own niche no matter what it is you want to do, and it makes you happy. It's a hobby, and it's awesome. And I think everyone goes through that, like, process of, like, starting. And I think that's that's most of the fun is learning about the different issues, different sets, different copies, and finding out what makes you happy and what you like to collect. I think that's awesome, no matter it what it is. It is. And you know what I love is I love that we're, we're just now starting to see – um, you know, for so long, we were, we were seeing just all people cared about was, you know, I'm talking specifically about basketball, right. prism, color, coloring up, pr prism, color this, prism, color that. We're starting to see more posts on Instagram, Josh, of status inserts and revolution. You don't know what these are. Revolution. And these are products in Panini era. I do Revol know. I looked them up so I could talk about it. I know what those yeah. are. Uh, Downtown. Down, you know, downtowns, even colorblind. Now, I don't care for downtown or kabooms or crap like that. I don't, I don't like those cards, but I like that. Uh, and those have almost become too mainstream. But like, I like seeing random die cut cards from the ultra modern Panini era that I've never seen. Like, I'll see them all the time. There's people out there, and I want to, I want to call those people on the phone and say, "What the hell, eBay safe search do you have to go find that card? That's so weird." Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, you know, it's a, it's not gold. So you can't search Giannis gold slash 10, you know, it's just like random weird die cut right. insert SSP stuff. I love seeing those pictures and it, and it look, it permeates all the way back into the nineties, Josh, there's tons of really random inserts in the nineties. And I, I feature some of these on my explore the card episodes on this channel. Yeah. And the reason I feature them is because I'll see a picture of one. And I'll be like, what the hell am I looking at? I don't even know what that is. And I'll message right. the guy and say, what is this? Where, where did you get this? And then I'll start doing my own research, not in card ladder, not in the database. Uh, go to the pop report, figure it out. Who else is in the set? What base right. product did it come from? What, what the hell is skybox thunder? You know, weird stuff like that. Give me something without glare. Show me what you got. So I got this from Justin, actually. It's a uh, platinum portrait, which yes. is, is so cool. Cause when you look up, you look through it, you can see like the, 
that's going fantastic. To yes, yeah, it's a good shot. That's a uh, that is a really good card. I also have one of those. It's not a BGS nine though. So I'm, nine sure five. You know I'm sure you know that. Yeah, I knew. That. I assumed that. I know. I'm so I, I'm embarrassed. Well, we'll cut this out post production. I'm embarrassed to even show you anything. <laughs> yeah, that. please don't ever show a, a low end card like that on this channel again. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got a five figure uh, platinum portraits. Don't show that again. Please don't do that. <laughs> Uh, my, my viewers deserve better, right? Um, much, much better. Yeah. So, so going back to our topic, you know, is there a price for everything? You would agree. There's a number out there, but, but the first question you ask is, can I replace the card immediately or in a short, short time period? If right. you go to card ladder and you search, you know, over the last three years and the cards only sold one time, man, it would take a big number for you to part with it. Right. It would. Um, I had to make that decision recently, and I know people are sick of hearing about this crap on, you know, the PMG Red stuff. It, and for me, it was reverse logic. It was I had no intention of selling this PMG Red set that I was trying to get. Right, that was the absolute focal point of my collecting for nine months. You got, you know, and all those people in that group know, I didn't post a single card other than a red PMG. I was buying nothing. I was not growing my Jordan collection. I wasn't able to invest in, you know, rare LeBron stuff, which I think is a great buy window right now. Yes. The best I was right just buying George McLeod PMG Red and you know freaking Vitale Potapenko PMG Red and paying four figures for all these goofballs. Um, but I wanted the set. I needed the closure. Right. That's the collector side of me, right? Overpaying, willing to pay, and then and then uh, an opportunity came along to buy some very rare Jordans that I did not have the money to buy, and I started thinking to myself that's really what I want. I'm doing this and this is fun, this set, mm -hmm. but those Jordans right there, crazy. I don't have it. And all my dentist friends and my criminal attorney friends that get paid in cash and don't pay taxes, they have these cards. I want those cards also. And so that's when I made the decision, let's move this money from here to here. And I was lucky enough to find a seller for those and a buyer for these. And that's why I'm still that's in awesome. that just doing that. That's awesome. It's funny, um, but but I, you know I'm with you. And the the one thing that's in the back of my head is like I'll never be able to, like if if I didn't push through and get this set done now, I'll never get the set done. And I know the set's going to be worth millions of dollars one day. I, maybe I'm crazy. I, I know it is, but guess what? I'm going to be okay because these Jordans are pretty damn rare. And if that PMG set goes to the moon, those Jordans are definitely going to the moon long before the PMG Commons that I'm selling right now. Yeah, I think you can go like like Babe Ruth. You're not going to go wrong with Michael Jordan ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah, that's why we. Have uh, and I think what I just described, the process I'm going through right now, in this transition of money from point A, from from cards A to cards B, and really taking a step back and analyzing which one do I really want five years from now. I think there's a lot of new collectors in our hobby, Josh, that are doing the same thing. And if they're not, they might want to start thinking about it. If you yeah. can flip your Josh Allen for 120% or, you know, 25% margin of what you paid for it and put that into Justin uh, Marino PSA 10 or a green Emmett Smith PMG green or something, or essential credentials, Frank or, Thomas, this, or hear me out, Justin Fields rookies i mean he's all justin fields rookies yes all ultra modern chicago pro sports rookies um, no one's ever lost money betting on current chicago sports teams it's a safe bet that they're gonna do great especially at the quarterback position especially at chicago right flush with talent chicago quarterbacks it's a history of success 
You're good at luck is about to find his name mentioned again on this channel, isn't he? I swear to God, every time you mention Sid Luckman, we lose a subscriber or, or 12. Um, so anyway, that that's it. So th those are kind of our two topics. You know, uh, is the market tanking? And we talked about it. You know, is it going down? Yes. Are we in heaven right now buying? Yes. Uh, are, uh, is everybody? Probably not because they may be holding. They may not have the ability to hold cards like we do because we're old people and we have, you know, liquidity uh, and flexibility and we're, we're you know, financially comfortable, they may have been too leveraged. So there are people that are in panic mode right now. Josh, think of how many young people in our country were buying crypto out of FOMO and that that can't get out from under it right now, man. Of and course. prices of everything are up and they can't take their money out of crypto because they can't take a you know, 60, 70, sometimes 80 percent hit young people early, you know, early 30s, late 20s. Yeah, that's I feel for those scary. people, man. I mean, I'm getting punched in the balls on LeBron James tops Chrome. Uh, but you know, I'm all right paying bills and stuff because I got other cards that are doing great, you know, and I've got other, you know, investments and, and I, I make money every day, obviously, you know, working, doing my job. Um, not everybody's in the same boat. And so I feel for those people that are in this hobby that are, that are really in destitute times now and having to make tough decisions. And I hate to say this, man, but you know, this is where dentists start making orthodontist money. You know, this is where dentists, like For just sure. your average dentist doctor starts to make money like an oral surgeon. Well, I mean, dentists aren't really doctors, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oral surgeons, that's oral surgeon money, not yeah. dentist money, you know? Right. That's seriously. That's next level money. shit. That's next level. Um, uh, let's look at the PWCC auction. Let's just scroll real quick. You know, we're almost done. Five more minutes. We're going to scroll through. Check it out. Um, you like Kobe. Are you? God, I hate to. I'm going to, well, you can lie. If, if you're looking at something or you're the high bidder on something, just lie. But That's okay. I don't mind. I, I love stood out to me. Uh, Panini, gold standard, 24 karat, Kobe Bryant, auto, complete set, 15 card set. What is it? <laughs> I don't know what this is. That's what is too many this? words. Where is huh? Show me. Share your screen. Oh, shit. Sorry. I didn't share my screen. Okay. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's, that's uh, I don't know. That's way too, that's past my, uh. That's my collecting date. I don't even know what it is. Like, it, oh, it's too modern for you. Yeah, it's way it's too a modern. Set, just a 15-card set, all autos. Stop me when something stands out. I've got the, the, the PWCC auction that ends in, what, three hours and 37 minutes. I've got it pulled yeah. up on my screen. I'm not logged in because I don't want to show people what I'm the high bidder on or what I'm trying to win. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, no offense. I love my viewers, but it's like I don't want to, you know, have a bidding war. Uh, stop <laughs> me when something, you know, you see, you know, stands out. I know you like this. I love that card. I love that, like kind of like because that's like the Z Pete is like a refractor version as as the regular uh, card. Uh, I love that that card. It's great in person. It really pops. And the mic and I love that mic and card. I think that's awesome. Can't go wrong with that mic and ever. What do you think about the grade? I think it is overgraded based on the centering, which yeah. seems to happen a lot on that card. But I mean, the color is great, but the centering would bother a lot of people, I think. And also, I mean, that's what's the back look like. You know what else bothers me is those shorts. They're nice. You don't like the short shorts? Uh, no. I can see you wearing. I can see young Brian playing basketball in Louisiana with the short Dude, shorts. I got. I'll socks. next episode. I'll bring some some pictures from the late '80s. You you're gonna see some short shorts. I was built like, um, well, I'm gonna say a thinner Chet Holmgren. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm just kidding. I was I was a little thicker than Chet, but not much thicker. Yeah, I was not I was not the thickest kid around, right? I was a pretty thin kid. Um, 
I think this card, you know, just looking at it, I'm not a grading expert. It looks like there might be a little breach right up here in the in the case. Am I wrong? A little whitening right there, but mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it's going to affect the card because it's a postage stamp, basically. But I think this card, Josh, that we're looking at on the screen is should be a six OC, right, yeah. with an off center qualifier or a PSA four overall, one or the other. It's not a PSA six. And the reason I say that is I think we pulled this up. Didn't we pull this up? Yeah. Um, pull this up let me see i'm going to show you what uh card ladder has um mike in 1948 psa 6. this is this is what a psa 6 looks like on card ladder right now look at this totally different looking cards oh, yeah much different right still a little just, bit problem with the centering but not as bad right just i but the eye appeal i mean if i said hey josh pick a six that one right the one you just showed me there yeah of course of course in a second yeah. What else? Anything else stand out? I mean, we talked about the bands. We talked about how we don't care about the Curry card. Um, you know, that's a big time Giannis card. Giannis cards are even dipping a little bit. Um, what's your best? Do you have a Kareem? Do you have an Alcindor uh, 69 Tops rookie in your collection? I do. It's raw. It's raw? Yeah. See, I couldn't do that, man. I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. No. No, it would drive me nuts. I need to know, like, what is this? What do I have here? It's, it's like... <laughs> No, but there's no way. How do you do that, man? I know that that just means you're a true vintage collector. I'm just I know I'm older than you, but I'm too I'm younger than you when it comes to, to collecting perspective. You know what I mean? Because I'm newer to the hobby. I'm older, but I'm I'm younger. I bought it a while ago. It's probably a two. Uh, I mean, it's I just wanted it. It was yeah. part of a, of a lot of a, I think we bought it in an auction and yeah. part of a lot. And I sold off other parts of the lot. It was like a 30 card lot. And I kept the I kept the uh, Elcinder just because I wanted one because a pretty basic warm-up by the way i don't even see a bucks logo anywhere That's right not... yeah it's like wearing like a turtleneck jordan's coming out of the you know what all over the place um nothing else really stands out that's a cool kobe iverson auto what do you think would you rather a kobe iverson auto or just kobe on the card probably just kobe i'm with you isn't that weird isn't that weird how another autograph on the card reduces the value like a lebron and Kirk Heinrich dual auto is going to be worth significantly less than just a LeBron auto. Isn't that strange? You would think more is better. It's not. Sometimes, but not those two, even though I would rather have the Kirk and I just rub off the LeBron one because Kirk's a yeah. cool legend. That's true. You're not the biggest LeBron fan. Right. Well, no, I like LeBron. I like LeBron. I think he's cool. But, but it is weird. Like sometimes you'll see very odd pairings, like, you right. know, um, David Robinson and Muggsy Bogues. That's right. weird. That don't, weird. I don't want it. Just give right. me the David Robinson. Or just give me the Muggsy Bogues, but don't give me those two weirdos together. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? It does not make um, sense. It doesn't make sense. And, and we see that a lot in the hobby. And it's funny. You know what? That would be a fantastic hour-long episode to go find the weirdest yes. dual autographs yes. out there. That's We're going to do that. We're, we, nobody steal that idea. If you're... If, for some reason, somebody's still watching this episode. Right. Are they Don't steal our idea? We're going to do this next week. We're going to find the weirdest dual autograph pairings. I'm going to find, like, I'm going to find Arnold Palmer and Kim Kardashian dual autograph Fantastic. cards. Fantastic. Or OJ and Kim Kardashian. But OJ, Kim Kardashian. Or Chloe. Or OJ and Ray Carruth. Two well, murders, allegedly. Or Ray and Ray Lewis, triple auto. And Ray Lewis. And the Jason Williams, not the white chocolate, the one who killed his, his car driver. Yeah, and and, and Hernandez. Oh, my God. We got to have an octo autograph. Well, By the way, you've got a, band, a children's Band-Aid on your finger. 
what is that a gang thing is that like for chicago gang sign or is that no, did you really I hurt your finger I broke I broke a, a glass and I was cleaning it up and I sliced my finger and it, it hurts. So oh, I almost didn't make it today because the amount of blood loss. Did your staff take the day off? I thought you had people to to like do your dishes and clean your house and stuff. You told yeah, me you live in an estate in Chicago. You you clean your own stuff and you do your own dishes. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, like <laughs> the boss at home makes me do all, but yes. So. That's right. All right. Cool. Let's look. Let's kill it. Um, we've looked a little bit at the PWCC auction. Uh, if you guys hadn't checked it out, go check it out. There's three hours left. Some stuff selling for pennies. It, it just it's it's starting to become a trend where if you find cards that you really want, it's not going to be a shock if you can get those cards for 20, 30 percent less than you think you could get them for. So uh, go put some eyes on that PWCC auction tomorrow morning. Uh, well, actually, people will see this video after I do the PWCC recap video. Right. But every Monday, if you're watching this. Every single Monday, I do a PWCC weekly auction recap video of the top 100. Just, just if anybody's watching, they want to see that. Um, oh, I want to do a quick mail reveal. Uh, let me just do this really fast. Cool. I uh, I sent off some cheap Chinese yeah. Jordans and some other guys, and I tried to get back good grades, and I didn't get any good grades. So uh, I'm going to try to get it to where – where am I? Okay, right there. There's my number. So uh, pretty cool Jordan upper deck predictor. Uh, came back PSA 8. Tough to grade because they're pointy. Um Scoring Kings, I got smashed here. Oops. I got smashed on the Scoring Kings. Came back yeah. PSA 7. Uh, another one, PSA 7. Nothing special. Not the original Scoring Kings, but kind of the off-the-radar Scoring Kings from uh, 1995. Hot Packs version right here. So you can see the red. Oops, sorry, the red foil stamp right there. Uh, PSA 8. PSA 8's I can do. PSA 8 is kind of what you expect with 90s cards, you know, and they're now 30 years old, some 30-plus. Yeah. Um, PSA 7's a loss. PSA 9's kind of hitting a double. PSA 10's like hitting a grand slam, right? In yeah. hockey, it's like a hat trick, Josh. Yes, yes. Uh, borderless, Jordan, silver, refractor. Really good shine on this. I like That's this nice. card. No greening. Looks good. Uh, PSA 8 there. Profile, super cheap. I needed to hit a 9 to make any money on this. I did not. Uh, these two cards I'm super in love with. This is one of my favorite off-the-radar inserts. I don't know if you can tell, but those are both die-cut. Yes. It's the uh, 1996 Stadium Club Fusion insert. Love that uh, set. One is members only and one is not. So seven yeah. and seven. And before everybody makes fun of me, try to grade those cards and see what you get back. They're not I just got three back. It's impossible. They're very PMG-like. Yep. It's impossible to keep that gold foil intact. Uh, this was just purely an investment uh, reach here. And actually, I did fine because I got a PSA 9. Can y'all see it? That's the uh, 2013 Panini Prism die cut number to 299 Yao Ming. That's for sale if any Yao collectors are out there. I, I totally missed on this. I was hoping to get a 10 and put it in my collection. I got an 8. Uh, very, very, very low end card there in an 8. And then I don't know what I was doing. I was on tilt one night. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what nice. I was doing. I tried to make a move on these raw ones because I was, uh, you know, I thought maybe there's football set collectors out there, right, Josh? And so I got a seven on the uh, seven on this Jamal Anderson, which is good. And then this guy's actually from Louisiana, Nilo Sylvan. I actually played basketball against Nilo Sylvan. Um, didn't have a great NFL career, but was a really good, uh, really good player at the University of Tennessee. Um, so those are just kind of two, you know, I guess Jamal Anderson's a semi-star and Nilo Sylvan's a common, but uh, those are just going to be quick flips as well, purely investment. So um anyway that's it uh not much to that mail day um i got some other mail days uh if you like mail days definitely hit the subscribe button because i've got a lot of those uh ongoing and those are never going to stop i buy cards all the time i have a mail day if you're interested 
Do you show me what you got? No. All right, so I got I picked this up. It's gonna go in the auction. It's a uh, 93 finest refractor baseball. Uh, Dennis Eckersley. That first year, uh, first year, first ever refractor for baseball, just like it was for basketball. Correct. Right. Correct. And for baseball, uh, they were. There's the common theory is that there's only 229 of each card of each player. Okay. They haven't ever released that, but you know, reverse engineering the number of sets and that number of boxes that were made in cases. Yeah. Only 229 per player are out there, and that confirms. I was 15 when this set came out. Came out. You could never find refractors ever. So, that has got to be a crazy, crazy low pop card. So I'm pretty excited about it. I made a, I did a reel on it on, on my Instagram. I'll do one for the auction. But yeah, I, I haven't checked out the pop on it. Um, I bought it at the at the show last week. And I thought We're doing it, it together. Cool. I'm going to do it for you real quick right now, right. just because I love you. 93 yeah, finer refractors. We're going to pull up Eckersley. That's not going to be hard. I bet you it's less than pop five. I might oh, look like my... here. It is pop 25. Sorry, I was way there off. You go. That ain't a lot. You know, no, and it's friend. 25 out of 151 graded. So one out of every six comes back PSA 10. What's that like? Uh, 16%? 16%? 16% gem rate. Yeah. And the beautiful thing, Josh, we talked about about that card is that it's a, uh, it's color oh, match. Nice. So, yeah. So right. all those refractors are green, but really only, you know, we talked about the Mariners, a little bit of a color right. match, but mostly, you know, it's going to be the Oakland A's that are going to be color match. And that's right. as good as it gets when you talk about the Oakland A's, Eck and Henderson, yeah. you know? Um, that's a cool card right there. So that one goes in your auction, which nineties, give me, give me all the stuff about it. Nineties auctions.com. Nineties auctions.com. September 15% buyer's premium, no seller's fees. And, uh, trying to keep it between hundred and 120 lots starting in, in September. We'll be at the national and, uh, telling everyone about it and hopefully taking in some consignments. You know what I love about your auction? You said about a hundred, 120 lots. Yeah. There's 1,427 just basketball, just in the weekly for PWCC. It's easy to get your card as a consigner, as someone looking to get full value, you know, 90s. And again, I'm not, you know, picking and choosing here. Obviously, I'll, I'll pick you because you're my guy. Uh, it's nice to know there's only 100, 120, 150 cards to look at, not 8,000 cards. It's real easy to get lost in the shuffle. The card may mean a lot to you, right. but you're not going to get eyeballs on it if there's 8,000 other cards in there and 4,000 are better than your card. And your auction, right. 150. That's barely one page. That is super digestible. So it's hard to get lost in the shuffle. So that's really cool. And it's all 90s stuff, yes? Correct. Only 90s. Is it sports only? Or do you have no. like pop culture stuff? Or? Well, we would like eventually, you know, yeah. get pop culture stuff, Pokemon, movies you know star wars stuff like that so anything from the 90s it was collectible we'd like to sell it that's really cool okay yeah. um all right that's it that does it for episode number nine it's been nine weeks that's pretty good we're uh staying pretty consistent I like and it. um anything else you want to add we're good yep. it's storming out here in baton rouge louisiana which is great because we've been in a drought we need some rain oh, it was raining yesterday it's like 85 and sunny we're gonna go play soccer right now Oh man, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Well, it's uh, it was 101 yesterday for my daughter's soccer game, and I just nice. wanted to emerge alive from the metal bleachers, and I did. So I'm glad you made it. Yeah, Thank I made you. it, and I got a Jordan to boot. I got a Jordan refractor on the way home. You can't, you can't beat it. You can't awesome. beat that. Cool. Thank you all for watching. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining us. We'll talk again next Sunday. Yikes. We'll talk again next Sunday. Um, keep collecting. Stay positive in the hobby. And peace. Great. Yeah.